Okay, a very good evening and welcome to last session of the Parenting Chabura on the topic of habits. So we've worked through a lot about habits, uh, starting from the Pela Yoetz's declaration that kol hayad was baza, the entire experience of Yiddishkeit and success in life is dependent on good habits and explored why that is a lot having to do with milchemes ha-yetzer, if you have to fight the yetzer hara or your own personal uh, inclinations all day long, eventually you just get worn down, you can't succeed. And the genius and the gift of habits is that we can train ourselves to get into something that the brain expects and actually guides us on those topics to do those things as a routine consistently. And that frees us up, frees us up emotionally, frees us up intellectually, and frees us up that not everything is a melchama, a battle, and therefore we're ready we're energized, we're ready when there's actually a challenge at hand that has to be addressed. There is an interesting statement from Rav Dessler, Mikhtav Milio, who asks if Hergel, if habits are really so dominant in Jewish observance, then how does one maintain his chadshus? freshness. And he answers with one word. He says, with depth. And that really feeds on itself, because the point of the habits was to free us up so that what? So that we can daydream during davening? No, not exactly. We're freed up so that we can concentrate, so that we can go deeper so that we can achieve depth in relationships. This is true between us and Hashem. It's true in relationships, husband, wife. There's certain things that we have as routines. And if we can maintain them as routines, obviously the routine enough is not gonna keep the marriage going. <laughs> you wish someone good morning, good night. That's, that's not enough but it sets the stage. It keeps us in a certain routine that allows us to build on that to something deeper. Now, I'd like tonight, as our final session for the series, to explore habits as a way of life. In other words, habits are not just activities. And one of the great styles of good habits is that you link them one thing to the next. I noticed myself that I have a certain routine. I say my brachas in the morning, and then I say my tehillim, and then I pull off my gemara off the shelf. And the beauty of a habit is that if you make sure not to interrupt it, it flows. There's no great Nisayon challenge, like 
okay, well, maybe this morning, maybe I'm not going to learn Gemara. It's, this is just what I do. The brain is trained and the brain wants it and craves it. As the Pele Yoed said, if even for a very good reason, you can't do it one day, it really troubles you. Because that's the power of, the, of training the brain appropriately. But what I'd like to explore is habits as a way of life, meaning not just particular activities as habits, but our very attitudes can become habits. When it rains, do I say, oh, it's rainy? And my kids either hear me or get my vibes. Or, oh, it's raining. Rain's a blessing. Rain's exciting. Rain brings out the best in me because it's a challenge that's so easy to meet. I have an umbrella that I'm really excited about and I have my raincoat that I'm excited about. What is my reaction? my gut reaction, my immediate, my hab habit type reaction to a situation. What about conflict? In the family setting, we as a family have a certain way that we deal with conflict. And we do this consistently. Whenever there's a conflict, there's a disagreement. Do we? scream, yell, malign? Or do we become thoughtful? I'm very hurt. I'm feeling hurt. What do I need to do? I need some time. I need a break. I need to talk it through with someone, not in an angry way, in an escalating way, but in a thoughtful, de-escalating way. That becomes the manner in which we handle things and the children are trained to handle things. How do we handle unsolvable problems? You know, like coordinating everyone's Hanukkah parties. Baruch Hashem, the families get bigger and everybody's got parents and in-laws and cousins and Everyone's pulling at them. And there are not so many Sundays during Hanukkah. Not so many Matzai Shabbos during Hanukkah. How do you handle unsolvable problems? And again, do we just close down, clam up? Or do we stay calm and try to think our way through what alternative solutions there might be. Maybe we should be looking at a weekday. When we have difficult conversations, we can develop the gut reaction that we talk it through 
and the children will take that with them into their future relationships. Difficult conversations are okay, as long as they're honest, they have integrity, and people really say how they feel. And listen, listening techniques. Often someone is troubled by some, something, you just listen to them, they will arrive at a conclusion. And essentially what I'm suggesting, habits as a way of life, that we define ourselves as a certain type of people. And that type of people becomes the way we react. We're almost loyal to that way of dealing with things. Um, during difficult times, sometimes you'll encounter somebody who just diagnosed with an illness. And people handle it differently. But one of the greatest reactions is the person who says, well, listen, I'm a fighter. So we're going to do it. We're going to do our best. We're going to stay optimistic. We're going to stay strong. I'm a fighter. And sometimes I'm there, either as a rabbi, as a friend, as a relative. And I just like, when did you become a fighter? Who defined you as a fighter? But that's, that's I, I trained myself. I decided. And now I'm loyal to that ideal. The way we talk is also a habit. Don't even realize it. We almost have a cultural habit to say things like, okay, I have to make supper. I saw someone write an article. He says, whoa, what do you mean you have to make supper? When you were younger, you dreamed of this opportunity. It was mommy's kitchen. <laughs> And you're a guest in mommy's kitchen and you can't make supper. And you dreamed of the day when you would have your own kitchen and your own family and be blessed with a husband and children. And I'm going to make supper. You have an opportunity to make supper. And I saw the article and I read it and I thought about it. And it's true. We, we use this expression and it actually drains us without us even realizing it. I have to go to school. I have to pay the bills. I, and we could just as well purposely put a different spin on it. I have the opportunity to pay the electric bill now. I am so glad that our family is in business and there's an electric bill to pay. And you're going to pay the bill either way. The only difference is whether we get emotionally drained from it or not. And the trick of good habits is that you're in sync with what your brain wants. I want to pay the bill. I don't have to pay the bill. And if I want it, then it doesn't drain me. It's something I wanted to do. Perhaps the most important aspect of this self-definition approach 
is that if a person slips from a habit that they're building, you have the choice to still self-define yourself by the habit or lose it. We have a statement from Chazal, Kevan Sha'ovar Vishana, if a person did a certain Avera and repeated it, it becomes as if it's permitted, as if this is my new mode of operation. What does it mean he did it and he repeated it? So the nature of a person is that you violate your code of standards once, it's a mistake. But if I did it a second time, Oh, 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 it seems to be like this is the way things are. And if it's a third time, then it's already a chazoko. This is the way we do it here. But it's really up, for, up to us to challenge that. A person can make the mistake once, and he or she can make it a second time too. And if you consider it a mistake, then the habit could still be active. Take something innocent, person says to Hillam every day. They miss a day, it's a very busy day. They missed the day. Okay, it's a mistake. They missed the second day. Oh, I guess I'm just no longer a person who says to Hillam every day. Or the going gets tough, the tough get going, okay. Now is the time to prove yourself. No, I am a person who says to Hillam every day, and I'll do it today, and I'll make up what I missed, and I'll show you, I'll show myself. <coughs> there are plenty of people whose strength lies in their self-definition. I've encountered many people who what keeps them straight is that they identify themselves as being orthodox. And because I'm orthodox, well, well, you know, I, I, I don't eat in that eatery. And I wouldn't do that. And I wouldn't intermarry. And I wouldn't do, I'm orthodox. The self-definition is very powerful because that's what the brain expects. It's not even Milchemes Hayetzer. It's, this is me. This is who I am. And so, we gain from the concept of habits, the ability to literally change our life's direction through many changes through many habits. As Chazal tell us, Beis halachos hayom, Beis halachos lamachar, a little bit today, a little bit tomorrow, and the person literally comes to a different place. It's interesting that when Chazal wanted to illustrate a person that's not really such a great person, He's not an apple. 
He's not the apple of your eye. They went ahead and described a rimon, a pomegranate. Even the people who are empty, they're devoid of good deeds. They're filled with good deeds like a pomegranate. What's the significance of a pomegranate? So I always thought, well, on the outside, it looks like there's nothing special, and you open it, and whoa! But I think there's something deeper here. Besides there being so much and surprisingly beautiful, plump fruit inside, but they're real little, little ones. And the person who's empty, so to speak, is not an apple. It's not just a plain, good, juicy apple is not what we describe as, as a fragrant esterig. But what is he? A lot of little good things. And that's what little habits can do for us. A little habit, a little something. Whatever your goal is, bring it down to the smallest possible component that's still stepping in the right direction. You can't have a real good conversation with somebody. Whatever reason, wave, hello, a little something. There's a habit book. He writes, if a person wants to floss, this is the great American challenge. We know it's important to floss because how does that area between the teeth really get clean anyway? Brushing doesn't go there. So the great American challenge is to floss. So person doesn't want to. They're not in the habit. So he describes, do one tooth. That's it. Get into a habit. You'll see that from there, great things can happen. But take a little step in the direction of what is important to you. And so I conclude my part of the series, presentation part. Again, the words of the Pela Yoetz, Kalayadus Talui Boze. All of Yadus, all of Judaism, is dependent on understanding habits. Good habits, how we can build them in the right direction and direct ourselves with time to be where we want to be and to be aware of bad habits as well that are taking us consistently where we don't want to go and by interrupting the habit, by recognizing the cue and the urge that follows and the response that follows that, we interrupt it in just a small way, we gain control of ourselves and we can actually be the great people that we want to be taking little steps in the direction of success. I thank you very much for joining you. It's Hashem. We look forward to starting a new parenting Chabura series after Hanukkah.
We'll stop the recording now and invite you to unmute and share your thoughts. <laughs> 